Hello, hello. Welcome. Welcome, our friends and family. Welcome, listeners of the podcast. We are so happy to be here again, yet again, in another week. This is Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. I believe it's episode 83 now. Is that right, Mr. Bo? I believe so, too. And I... I already am in fear when I think about the, the post-production of this episode because uh, we get a <laughs> not-so-stable connection there. But hello, hello! Yeah, it's not the it's not the best connection today. I'm in so I'm in this office and uh, the internet isn't isn't really. There's like kind of an internet connection set up through uh, my office partner's window. She lives in the apartment above us, and it's kind of this router that hangs out of a window, and you have to hope that it connects to the office, and it's not very strong. So last time that we tried this with the internet, it didn't work at all. So now I've been setting up my hotspot on my phone, but. We'll 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 try we'll try our best to give you a, a decent show today. But that's one <laughs> thing I find a bit funny, to be honest, because of what you do and use this office for. But first, first and foremost, like the person that had this office before you also like kind of worked in a creative field, and I don't see how you, like in twenty twenty one, like can do that without being completely frustrated, without a. <laughs> A stable internet connection. It is really frustrating. I mean, so uh, yeah, we had a previous, like one of our previous guests on the show, uh, Basti Bolenios. Uh, he actually used to work in this office, and we we talked to him about how we functioned in here. And they just bought their own router. Um, I mm -hmm. think he had like a, a one or two year contract, and I think he shared it with one other person. And we, of course, we are talking about just doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, but then, but we have to talk about how long of a commitment can we make? How long do we see ourselves in this office? Blah, blah, blah. And then, so we are talking about doing that. And then we had this sort of semi solution where this router had, um, a repeater mm -hmm. from the window to this office. And for Kati, the, uh, my office mate, it works for her. She doesn't really have too many issues, but you know, I, here I, um, yeah, we do the podcast, especially when we do it, you know, on Zoom or Skype. I have to send these huge files. Sometimes it's like, yeah. you know, like last week was like a 90-minute show, and you need a great internet connection to send a file that large. I can't even send the show here. Or uh, when I pre-record this uh, radio show, um, that's also quite a lot of data that I can't just send here in the office and be done. So... Sometimes when I come in, I'll try the internet, I'll, I, I'll do something simple like check an email or open up a, a browser. And if it doesn't really work, then I just set up the hotspot. But what I, what I don't mind about this uh, faulty internet connection, which, I mean, ooh, that's my creepy door opening wider. Um, <laughs> what I, Dude, are you already in <laughs> Halloween mode? Did you hear that? <laughs> Like for me, this call is kind of an <laughs> kind of an early Halloween special. Before we before we started this this recording, like um, we had the classic like uh, internet call freeze because of your connection, and then mm -hmm. like the moment when it rebuilds, like the audio comes back and the video comes back, and Jordan's audio came back, and he said, 
wait, I'm still here. And then the video came back and he was not there. Like you <laughs> just, just saw a swinging, a swinging chair and was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. Well, for those who, who are interested in like Halloween-y things, I know there's some great Halloween-themed uh, like horror stuff coming to, of course, coming to Netflix this month. And there's going to be a new Michael Myers film, pretty sure. Halloween Lives, I think it's called. Um, and there is this, so there's this podcast company called Snap Judgment. It's a show called Snap Judgment. And they do like societal, cultural stories. And then they have um, the host, his name is Something Washington. He has a like a, a sub-series that also became really popular. Like, he's a big Halloween fan and a big spooky story fan. And mm -hmm. on Snap Judgment around Halloween, he would always put out these really specific scary stories of people's, you know, quote-unquote true encounter events with a spirit or a poltergeist or something, uh, something that uh, the unknown. And it was always like, really well-told, gripping first-person first encounter stories. Mm -hmm. And it got so popular that they made it into the, its own podcast called Spooked. And so, Spook, yeah, Spooked got really big, and the podcast company Luminary bought it. And the only big downside to that is that Luminary is a subscription-only service, so you can't even listen to so much Spooked anymore. But they, every once in a while, they will release one or two like the previously subscription only episodes on back onto spooked. And uh, yeah, if you're into a good scary story, I would check out that podcast because but I just, I just saw that they dropped their first one of the month. Sorry, go ahead. Talking about uh, scary stories. Have you seen a uh, squid game on, on Netflix yet? Dude, I feel like if I'm not careful, I'm going to, it's going to get spoiled for me. Absolutely. Everything that happened because TikTok loves this movie. It it's, is it's, everywhere. It's a show. Uh, the show, I mean, series, sorry. Uh, yeah, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. And I'm dying to watch it. I just can't, like, I just can't watch it yet, but I want to so bad. It's Did crazy. you watch it? Um, yeah, like, like it's, I, I believe it's like nine episodes, and I've seen, like, dude, I've been, I've been up late last night because I, I was so, like, it catched me so hard, and I, um, like, I've seen, like, four or five episodes now. And I didn't hear anything about it. And then, like, that's I had one of these moments that I have at times now where I don't get things because I'm not on social media anymore. Because my girlfriend came home one night from work and was like, we got to watch this this uh, this series. It's all over social media and it looks pretty interesting. Um, yeah, and then we started and it's super crazy. And the thing is, I like, I've seen five episodes now and I still... Don't know if I like if I really like it or like if I if I find it good or not. But it's but it's it is so thrilling and entertaining that I want to watch it till the end because what I'm not so sure about is like that I see so much from other movies in there mm. um, or shows, and I'm. Like and I'm I still haven't decided for myself. Like, is it is it the cool kind of kind of stealing in movies, like like in music, like sampling, mm -hmm. or did they just not have enough like original ideas? 
Like you mean the references that they're shoot like they'll have a scene that reminds me reminds you of like a pulp fiction moment? Dude, or? everything like like from the first episode, like we seen the first episode, I like and stopped it and I was like, okay, this is Tarantino, this is Truman Show, this is Hunger Games, this is Star Wars. And it's like, dude. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. So they really they just but they're they're copying so much and it's not even subtle how how much it's being copied. Um like I don't didn't think it is too subtle, but I'm 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 rather tending to like after having seen five episodes, I like I rather tend to towards the side that I that I really really like it actually because um um like it's it's so well made that um that I really enjoy it. I saw that people online, especially uh, Korean people online, at least on TikTok, were going crazy. When they realized that, I mean, of course, it's a foreign film or foreign series, so there are English dubs for people who don't want to read. Um, and they went crazy about this because they were like, like if you're watching Squid Game with these ridiculous English dubs, then you like, you know, you're you're wasting your time or like you're not even getting the full experience. Which, like, in my opinion, I always prefer, and I think you're the same. Like, prefer watching it in whatever language it comes in and just reading the English subtitles. Um, but with Squid Game, they showed these clips online of the show and how the actors are looking as they talk and how they voice what they're saying. And then they, you hear the English voice on top of it. And it is pretty cheap <laughs> the way it comes off. Okay. I, I, like, okay. I don't think I've... I mean, we talked about... Um, ooh, there's my squeaky door again. We, we talked about... Um, like Oktoberfest 1900 on a different episode. Yeah. And we've talked about it like a, a couple episodes ago or whatever. We talked about like a lot of German entertainment. Last, last week, bro. Last week. <laughs> Sorry, man. A lot's been going on. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, last week. And I, when I think about like when, when there's shows that I want to see, like I would like to see what Hindafing is like. And I would like to see what, mm -hmm. you know, I watched Biohackers and I liked um, um, Unorthodox in these shows, even, even though Unorthodox is, is both languages. But whenever there's German, I want to hear the German, of course, and just have English subtitles. That's mm -hmm. the only issue I have with a lot of German shows on streaming platforms here is that they don't offer English subtitles. So when there is a show like Squid Game that, does offer the subtitles i would always opt for that because the dubs is always weird it's english dubs are always weird that's super funny because i think that's a whole nother thing like for me because like i was like i, I was joking to tony um when, like when we started the first episode because she was like yeah well, um because she, she was she was like um and the settings, like, clicking on English, and I was like, hey, what are you doing? It's a Korean show. We don't have to. Like, I was like, yes. <laughs> now I can watch something in the, in the dubbed German version again. <laughs> oh, you're watching it with German dubs? Yeah. Oh, see, I thought you would have the German subtitles. No, 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 no. Because the thing is, <laughs> like, I, I really, I, I, like, I also watch everything in, like, an original version but for me, that only works with language that languages that I have at least some form of connection to or a chance to get something that the people like, like of like to get at least something like tiny little pieces of the spoken language. And for me, like that's not, 
sadly, I don't know um, any Korean or Mandarin or yeah, especially like rather Asian languages. But for me, that is about like, okay, obviously German, English, Italian, French, and probably a bit Spanish. So like that works for me, like because I can always find some form of connection and like understand tiny pieces and it, and it gets better and better. Um, but with, with, with Korean, I tried that. Like I, I realized that with that, that one movie you, you gave me once, um, I forgot Old the boy. name. Yeah, exactly. And I realized like, okay, I got absolutely no chance. Like I really have to like, because when I really have to focus on subtitles, then they really annoy me because I feel like, okay, I'm missing out on so much. I see. I see. Okay. Yeah, like I know that a lot, like most Germans who watch TV and stuff growing up, like it's, it, you know, you see tons of shows mm. from the UK and from America and they're just dubbed in German. Like you don't really have the option, you know, like I've seen Friends and The Simpsons and whatever, and it's all dubbed. And so that makes sense that, you know, you want to, you want to do that when you're older, because that's what you know. And that makes sense. Yeah. And like, like, like I started like to, to, to watch everything like any like let's let's start with any uk or 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 us production mm-hmm. because i would say like that <laughs> with english that works for me also like um like i don't know uh, here uh, casa de papel what's what's the english title of it actually like the uh, netflix I don't show know what you're talking about where d- f- from from spain what's the english uh, english title what how, how did you call it again the original special is Casa de Papel, like House of Money. House of Cards? Money, Money Heist, it's called. Oh, Money Heist, Money Heist. Heist, Heist, not Yeah, heist. yeah, 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 that's right. I yeah. didn't watch that, but I know what um, you're talking about. Yeah, and like, like Spanish shows or like, like Narcos or stuff like that, that works for me. But like with Korean, I, I was like, yeah. Because the thing is, like, and I really also at times enjoy watching dubbed German versions because I feel like, um, and a friend of mine, like, is is dubbing like movies and 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 series since she was a child. Um, and so I know a little bit about it, uh, about this industry in, in Germany, and like this is a strong industry because like television has been a big thing like since the sixties, I would say, in Germany, and probably it is weird as an as an as american because most of the stuff all the world watches like comes out of your own country so it's obviously in english and you don't see other things within a dubbed english version and probably for that like it's they're also not so so well made but like mm-hmm. i've seen a lot of obviously a lot of like dubbed german movies and series and like often they are very good and you don't like it's it's not like you see the actors and it's like okay obviously it's something completely different going on like on the screen um versus on the speakers yeah i do have to correct myself a little bit i did forget that there is an entire industry of film that i watched a shit ton growing up that was always dubbed in english and that was kung fu and <laughs> bruce lee jackie chan movies i watched like probably still in one of my top twenty favorite movies ever is Rumble in the Bronx with Jackie mm-hmm. Chan. I think I think that's from like ninety two or something. No, and I love that movie, and it's really cheesy and it's really bad. But Jackie Chan is just so impressive as a physical performer um, and kung fu master. 
And it's just so cool. And like, you know, Drunken, was it Drunken Master? I think is another one he, one of the earliest ones he did. I don't know. There's a bunch of Jackie Chan movies, but um, when I was a kid growing up, like a lot of Kung Fu, my friend Cody and I, we watched a lot of Bruce, a lot of Bruce Lee movies. And, and I think he spoke English in the more popular ones, but um, a lot of dubbed English Jackie Chan movies that I watched from his early career. And, uh, and then just a bunch of like, I would go to uh, like, video stores and find these, you know, super discount for sale. No one's ever watched these sort of cheap Kung Fu mm-hmm. rickety VHS tapes. And I love those too. And they were all dubbed and I didn't think anything about that. So I do have to say that is the one thing that I would probably still watch dubbed would be like a pure old school Kung Fu movie. Um, mm-hmm. And even like, and even later ones, like what's that? Um, um, Flying, flying something hidden dragon, uh, uh, something something hidden dragon. It was a huge film. I think it had Jet Li in it. I want to say like I don't. It's not Flying Lotus, but it's like Flying Something Hidden Dragon, and that was such an enormously huge film. Um, I I guess it's out of China, and that was dubbed too. So any sort of kung fu movies. I can I can still watch dubbed and not feel bad about it at all. But for some reason, somewhere around like later in high school and of course in I mean, you know, most likely it's from going to college and going to film school where they like they show you everything original with subtitles. You just get used to yeah. it. So you know, now yeah, if I there's still, a film like Old Boy, you know. Sorry. No. Like for, for anything new I watch like it's the same for me, but I still um like realize from time to time that I um like shows as like also like American shows that I like like really know for a long time and the kind of shows or movies and series you you, you can watch anytime um that I've that I've grown up with and, and and fell in love in some form or or whatever um and there are some where I still cannot even though there would not be any kind of of an issue with the, the language, but I still cannot watch the original because I'm so like um, connected to the dubbed German version. Like for example, uh, Scrubs. <gasps> Scrubs and dubbed. Oh, I didn't even yeah. think about that. Yeah, the thing oh, is, dude. like the, the thing is, no, no, no. Like I, I, I absolutely <laughs> love Scrubs, but I, I started watching it when I was, I don't know, like, like I don't know. 15 or something and it was only 10? around it was it was only around as a dubbed version and so i got used to that and and now like i'm i'm so connected to the to the german like voices that i that mm-hmm. i can't watch in english like it's getting a little bit better now since i started um listening to their to their podcast do you know do you know that one what's fake it called doctors, fake doctors real friends. real friends yeah yeah that's great that's really and great it, and it's pretty cool, but still, like, like that's one of these shows. Or sometimes for me, it's 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 also hard with The Simpsons <laughs> because I know mm-hmm. The Simpsons since I was a little child. But obviously, like the the the, the like the German humor voice and March voice and Bart voice, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And so it's like it sticks to your head. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I remember the first time, like in 2013 or something, I visited Germany and I stayed 
uh, for a little while in this little apartment that Ify used to stay in over in Olympia, Olympia Centrum, like right by the stadium. And we had a TV in there, and it was the first time that I ever flipped through a foreign country's television. And we came across The Simpsons. It was the first time that I heard that. And I remember sitting there in a new country for the first time <laughs> with no like immediate intention to move here at all. And was like, this is so weird. This is so weird <laughs> to, to, to see this, to hear this. It's crazy. <laughs> um, but I have over the years seen enough things in German dub now to get, to get a picture for it. Like um, no. with friends, for example. You know, that's, that's another weird thing, too. Uh, you know, when you're learning a language, a lot of people tell you to watch things uh, that you know very well in, in the German dub with the German subtitles. And yeah. one time... One time I was really like going hard on that for a week. I was like, I'm going to watch a lot of stuff that I know very well, German dub, German subtitles, right? So I sit down and I pick up and I go to Netflix and I go to Friends. 10 seasons, I know every episode very well. And I sit down, I pick whatever episode we had just watched last, like something in season three, whatever. And I know the episode, it's, you know, it's, oh, Joey's going to do this audition and, and Chandler's going to, you know, uh, talk to this girl. Like, I know what's going to happen. It's good. I can watch it. What I realized is that there is something that happened between the original dubbed, uh, the original dubbing of the show, whenever that happened, whether that was back in the 90s or if they did a remastered dubbing recently, there's something that happened between that and whenever Netflix put the subtitles down for the show, because 85% of the dub and the subtitle do not match at all whatsoever. Oh, that's crazy. It was so crazy, in fact, that I had to call Ify into the room and say, hey, watch this scene, focus really hard on what Phoebe is saying, and read what she's saying because mm-hmm. she had a small monologue and like everything she said except for the main idea like maybe the main idea is monica did this so this happened those would line up because you know what's being said but the actual words like the the slang the the case the context like every nah. <clears throat> single thing was different and for me that's crazy because it meant it meant for me from now on that i can't use friends as a way to I can't read what I'm hearing and like get it in my head because yeah, I don't know that like even small things like one time uh, the character Richard, Monica's boyfriend in the earlier seasons was leaving and he was like, uh, ciao guys. See, he's like, um, he's like, ciao bis später Schatzi or something like that. And in the text, it was like, um, auf Wiedersehen, wir sehen uns später. Like it was complete, like even though the mm-hmm. same idea, bye, see you later. Yeah. It was like completely different phrasing. And it's like, how did that not like when did was the dubbing from the 90s and the subtitles from the early like from 10 years later like why did things change yeah that's weird i don't get it that's weird but i i also like uh, when i think very about boring it, story <laughs> no but there are also like um like some shows where i really enjoy watching both to like switch sometimes even from episode to episode between the 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 original and the German dubbed version. Um, and since we talked about The Simpsons, I, I just realized for me that um, that works with with um, with Family Guy. I absolutely love Family Guy. Um, it's a special kind of humor, but I really like 
I really love how much effort they put into this 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 like this cartoon show. Like, did you know that mm-hmm. all the music mm-hmm. they're playing is played by orchestra, for example? But the 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 the, the thing is, no, I didn't know that. With the with the with the German dub version, because what often where it gets problematic is like in like in in rather in the in the comedy sector, etc. How do you deal with jokes? Because often they don't work. Um, like there's 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 one example. Um, like um here. Not friends. How I met your mother, where I realized where where, where it did not work with the, with all with these jokes, because in, in in the original version, like Barney Stinson always has this phrase "suit up, suit up," mm-hmm. and in the German mm-hmm. version, it's "Anzug an," <clears throat> and then there's this one scene where they go out, and it's somehow it's like probably twenty years later, we know probably a bit problematic, but somehow they they need the girls to. To 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 dress up to I don't know they want to impress someone at the party or I don't know, um other topic, but after having heard this joke uh, this like this phrase suit up suit up for like the whole season, then he says slut up, <laughs> and obviously that does not work at all in German. <laughs> like how do you how do you translate that? Right. Um and in other shows like slut up yeah that's hard yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in, in in other in other shows like and and, and Family Guy is one of these. Like um, where they they start building their own jokes with the kind of same of basic idea, but in another language. Like it starts with um, like with accents and dialects, that 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 characters in 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 the in the original version have that obviously don't work in German. Like I don't know, like a a a southern mm-hmm. accent, like you grow, grow have grown up with. Doesn't make any sense in a German dubbed version. So what right. do you do? Right. You, you work with what is there. Like okay, work with a with a German Southern accent or something that is kind of similar or Austrian or whatsoever. And they do the same thing with jokes. Like keep the basic idea, but build build own jokes around it. And that's something I really like. I really enjoy because I feel like okay, there has they really made the effort to like to yeah to equalize that. Did you say that the suit up is Ansug An? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I would just, I had a thought because you mentioned Family Guy. There was the, this interview, um, like I used to be an enormous fan. Um, they've been going on for a long time. I, I can't stay with it. I see clips and stuff a lot now, but I don't watch it so much. Um, but I used to a lot. And the, I saw an interview once with Seth MacFarlane. I think he was on, maybe he was on a podcast. And they asked him, what's the hardest thing about doing that show? Um, or maybe it was like, no, 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 it was some video about Family Guy and how it had changed over the years and stuff. One of these nerdy YouTube breakdowns. And there was an interview with Seth MacFarlane where he said the hardest thing about the show uh, over all of the years is the callback, the famous callbacks, like uh, the cutaways mm-hmm. that they do. Um, for those yeah. who may, for those who maybe don't watch that show or never saw it, Family Guy's famous for having a scene um, and doing a, a cutaway that's pre- that's prefaced by something like, um, you know, something happens and they go, wow, that's just like when so-and-so did this. And they cut away to a very short, um, sometimes like 15 second cutaway, just purely a joke. And I thought about what he was saying there, because that, that is extremely hard. Even if you don't find it funny, it's hard to, to set up a character and the the intention of that character, the world that character is in, and the joke in like 
15 seconds or something. Yeah, dude, and they like it's and it's really crazy what they what they do with it because sometimes sometimes the joke itself is how enormous and overloaded like this cutaway is. Right. Right. My favorite thing used to be the um the like every single season maybe sometimes twice a season there was the cutaway to the rooster fight. The chicken mm-hmm. fight? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it would go on for like 6 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And so, and they're and they're in outer space and they're in Europe and in New York and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It would just go on and on. Did you remember when Adult Swim uh financed these uh two Family Guy, maybe even three, Family Guy Star Wars movies? Yeah. Because I know that Robot Chicken did that, that too. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw Robot Chicken. Yeah, sure. Robot okay, Chicken, okay. like the, the the Robot Chicken, um, uh, Star Wars, Star Wars, like you can watch scenes on and 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 highlight cuts on YouTube from Robot Chicken from these Star Wars, like with Gary the Stormtrooper, etc. Um, <laughs> yeah. And they also did that great in the in the German in the German dub version, by the way, because I only found found them in in the dub version on YouTube. But um, yeah, that's also pretty nice, dude. The the Family Guy Star Wars movies, uh, I bought. I know they did at least the t- the first two. Like they did. Uh, la- They're on Amazon Last Prime by now. They're on Prime. Okay, maybe I'll rewatch that sometime. But I remember I had bought the DVDs. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> I, I was a really big fan at the. T- I guess that came out when I was sixteen or something, mm. a long time ago. And I, I bought the DVDs. I loved it so much. But um. Yeah, that's that's it's a lot of effort to set something like that up, and it and just to, to cap off that topic, I think it's it makes a lot of sense that a westernized uh, country that speaks a different language than English as its native tongue would obviously be raised on American, mostly American content in their own language. So I think it's not so crazy that as you get older, you want to um, you find comfort in watching something foreign to you in. In a German dub, it makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, and I, I guess there are, there are, are advantages to, to both because, like, one thing that you often hear about, and I and, and I talk to to people from Scandinavia myself about it. One one reason, probably, why so many people in in Scandinavian countries like Sweden, Norway, Denmark, um, like, um, and like many people speak and understand uh, English on a pretty solid level. Like like a, a broad range of people is because um, like the the TV and cinema markets there are too small to have their own like dubbing industry. So everything on TV and in the cinemas like is um, original with subtitles. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense actually. Um, but one 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 funny funny anecdote about uh, <laughs> that I really had to laugh about because you said. Um, when you want to get into a language, you should start with a story like um, that you know and watch it in in, in another language. Or in this case, um, it's a book. A good friend of mine um, uh, did prepare himself for um, like he was um, he was trying to get into um, into diplomatic diplomatic training, like. He 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 probably oh, wants wow. to become become a diplomat, and they got a pretty pretty strict like program to to sort out people, 
and to, sure. to find like like 12 people a year that they they started training with and obviously you have to um speak multiple languages and he wanted to like to to refresh his his french because he had, he had learned french in school etc and he wanted to get back into it and get better again and so he started to read and he wanted to read a story that he knows very well so he bought himself like um Harry Potter and the, the the Chamber of Secrets in French. Um, and I was like, dude, there are so many French authors. Why are you reading Harry Potter in French? And he was like, yeah, because I know the story and so it's easier for me. Mm-hmm. And then I found out some pretty funny things. Do you know what like the wands, the, the magic wands are called in French? No. Dude. Like, you, you're not going to believe this. They're called baguette magique. <laughs> it's like, you can, do you, come on do you want it like do you want it that we make fun about 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 you <laughs> oh my god baguette magique baguette ba- baguette magique and so it's just like oh the baguette magique chooses you harry you don't choose the baguette magique <laughs> That's yeah, ridiculous, it, dude. The French also, and their bread. <laughs> like imagine German like Zauberbrot. <laughs> oh my god. What what is it in German? What do they call the wands? Um uh Zauberstab. Like Stab, like a stick. Like <laughs> It's funny that some things aren't just like cause there are like in four languages there are obviously phrases that people I see it a lot in Germany they'll they'll uh, watch something in English or whatever and then when they're referencing it they're they're talking about it in German but then they'll say like the single noun in German like blah 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 und uh, ich habe einen Wand und ich mag das you know what like they'll say blah 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 then the word and then blah 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 mm-hmm. and it's so funny that some things are translated and some things aren't. Yeah. Uh, so to, to say, like, uh, what do you say? Zauber? Zauberstab. No. Like, Zauberstab, yeah. And Baguette Magique. That's so ridiculous, dude. Yeah. And then Because I... they talk about their wand all the time. They're always using their wands. It's all about his magic wand and his special yeah. wand and use your wand in, in class to do, like, yeah. your whatever. Come on. Yeah, and it also has this kind of... I don't know if it's just me, but it's kind of weird uh, sexual sub... Uh, Sound <laughs> slang to it. Subtext? Uh, kind of, yeah. Like magic baguette. But, your magic. Harry. <laughs> Harry, can I, can I see your magic baguette? Mm. <laughs> and then, uh, is your, and then is after your I read magic that, I. baguette getting toasty. <laughs> <laughs> no, after, but after, after I read this, and saw this book, I went on YouTube and went for little scenes of the, like, the, the French dubbing of the movies. And it's also, like, it is, I don't want to make too much fun about the, about the language, but, like, like a lot of these names, like, in Jackie Rowling, like, doesn't fool around there, like, strong, like, old, old English-sounding names, like McGonagall, etc. Um, and most of these, like, like, agreed, agreed. Like they, they they sound cute and funny, uh, super oh funny in, in French. Agreed, <laughs> Harry. 
Harry Potter. <laughs> but did you know, like in 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 France, that they're um, because they really don't like English so much um, <laughs> as you could. I don't know if you, if you if you know that like has historic reasons like the the the, the, the Englishman at the f- oh I've heard <laughs> the English and the French are kind of kind of a a rough story and so uh, in France there is a, a kind of an an owned ministry um for for neologisms like for new words and they just um f- try to find new words when. They where new words are needed, like they invent new words for things that come up, like when came, computers came up, because the French were like, mm, we cannot mm-hmm. call it computer, like that's an English word, so we have to find our own word for it, and so they oh, found their on. own word, like l'ordinateur. At least the Germans <laughs> kept that, like their computer. <laughs> yeah, but they, but what the weird thing is, like like with 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 cell phones, like the Germans found their own kind of English-sounding word for it. I don't, and, <laughs> and I don't like, and I don't like the German word for, self, for for phone. I mean, the handy, and and I and and you think when you learn it, you think as an American, you're like, oh, everything is like ah, like man, so it's handy. And they're like, no, it's handy. What? <laughs> handy? That is another English word. Like, oh, he's handy. Keep him around. He's handy. What? So weird. So what did, what did the French say for phone? Cell phone? Uh, le, le portable. Like The portable. Yeah, exactly. It's portable. You can carry it around. That's funny because <laughs> like, like back in the 80s and 90s when they finally invented... Uh, the first cell phones you can see on like the that show Saved by the Bell, like Zach had that huge phone, the gray one with the long antenna. They would mm-hmm. call like, "Oh, I'm gonna call, I'm gonna call uh, Slater on my portable." You know, it's like <laughs> portable. So that's actually a really old word for it. That's so strange. Did Did you ever know anybody who had like a car phone? Oh, uh, I think I'm, I'm too young and did not grow up in wealthy enough in a wealthy enough environment for that <laughs> oh i mean me either <laughs> i was just i just didn't know if that was like because sometimes germany's behind on some things culturally so i wasn't sure like oh i had an uncle who got like a uh like a an old car for cheaper and it had like a you know a non-working no. phone in it or something i never i've never even seen one but i i only ever saw it in movies like uh I think that Michael J. Fox movie, The Secrets, The Secret of My Success, or whatever, that had I'm pretty sure, and Wall Street, Wall Street, the mm. Charlie Sheen one had um, car phones, and I always thought that was so. Or any Al Pacino movie, or basically any Al Pacino movie. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think he still uses his car phone. He still has one. It's just covered in gold crusted diamonds. Yeah. But like, if I was, if I was, um, if I was El Pacino, I also would not carry around like an iPhone in my pocket. Like, I would have a chauffeur like driving behind me with my phone in it. Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh man, when did you when did you get your first smartphone? Or when? Did, well, wait, 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 wait. Smartphone. Did you have a phone before smartphones? Yeah, sure. Hello. 
think uh, oh yeah there you are yeah sure um you did what'd you have uh like like a classic um like what do you call it flip phone or oh did you have the razor like the skinny one um it was pretty skinny but i, I, I it I, it was not a razor it was a super cheap one no camera nothing like mm-hmm. calling sms that's it and I got that when I was uh, like 11 or something. And I got that phone and it was like, yeah, exactly. Like this, this foldable, like super cheap Samsung phone, like no camera, nothing. And it was like, um, and yeah. I got it with a, with a prepaid card. Um, and my, my mom like, like put like, like 30 euros on it. And uh, that would last for like, I don't know, one year or something. <laughs> because I was like, okay, <laughs> what, what did I do with it? Like from time to time I would call somebody, but that's it. And my first yeah. um, smartphone I got with 15. 14 or f- no, it was like, I guess it was, was 15. My parents were like, "Yeah, we we're not gonna gonna buy one, or you're not gonna get one for Christmas or something. Like, if you want to have one, like work for it." Um, oh, really? You had to you had to work for your own smartphone. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. How did but you earn the money? That was not too bad. Yeah, like like when I was when I was fourteen, I basically started um working at my dad's company, like yeah, plumbing okay. plumbing company, um. So I spent I spent the summers on all forms of construction sites around around Oberstdorf, etc. And I really enjoyed that work as well. Um, and so, yeah, my parents were like, "Yeah, you like we we gave you a a a, a telephone. Does it have to be a smartphone if you want to have these kind of things like um, work for it yourself?" And that wasn't too bad, I would say. And then I. I had that and my first smartphone, it was like, I don't know why, but I really wanted to have like around that time, the first um, like water and shockproof uh, smartphone came out by Samsung, like an, like an outdoor smartphone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I really wanted to have that because I was like, hmm, if I'm, if, if, if I'm going to work the whole summer for a phone, I don't want it to be like broken a few months after and I know myself and so I wanted yeah. to have that like that um, that kind of bulletproof uh, outdoor smartphone and then <laughs> and and then I, I worked like over over a summer break and um, and bought that that's awesome that kind of reminds me of uh, like uh, the worker guys who have the the otter cases for their iPhones mm-hmm. I think my dad had one of those for a while I knew I knew a few I knew a few guys around town who had these. I mean, they have them on the hip, or even sometimes like s- somehow put into their pocket. These <laughs> huge otter cases that are just like indestructible. Like you could drive a car over them underwater. <laughs> somehow work. I don't understand. Um, but I was trying. I was thinking about that too. I remember I had uh, a phone. The first phone I had uh, was was not flip. It was like this. A cheap little Nokia, same thing as you, like only some texting, mostly just calls. It had like a little orange screen and I played Snake on it all the time. Mm-hmm. And then I think 
And then I remember seeing the advertisements for the Motorola Razor, and dude, I was so obsessed with that phone. I remember the advertisement. It was like a the slim little razor. It was like falling in slow motion and twirling as it went mm-hmm. down. And AC and ACDC's Back in Black was playing. <laughs> I, I remember that ad, yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, shit. That's awesome. I really wanted that. And I think eventually I found a used one. Maybe it was like a year or two later. I got a used, like a blue one, like a blue Motorola Razor eventually. Had that for a while. Loved that. Squeaky door again. And then, then my first... What was my, I think my brother went with me to the phone store to get my very first smartphone. I waited forever, dude. I used to be against iPhones. Okay. If you can believe that. It was like everybody well, how, I knew how old had were one. You? <laughs> Let's see. If you were 14, I was probably like 16. Hmm. And I really, Everyone around me had one. I guess it was like the first or second generation iPhone. And everybody had one. And I remember it was so cool, but I also was kind of like anti-iPhone because everyone had one. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, this is the pop music of, of trendy gadgets to have in your pocket. And I hate that. I don't yeah. want to do that. I want to keep things pure or whatever. I don't know why. And... Eventually, either mine broke or it ran out of my contract was ending or something. And, and then my brother and my mom, I guess, were like, well, you know, now now it would be a good chance to get a, your, you know, a smartphone for a reasonable price. I think the contract ended or something. And it was like buying a new contract meant, meant you could get that smartphone for a cheaper price no. or something. <clears throat> and that's when we went to the store. I went with my brother and got my first smartphone. I guess it was, yeah, probably, I, I think maybe by that time, somewhere in the first four generations of iPhone, I think I got like a refurbished one from the shop with a new contract. And that was when, uh, yeah, the whole game changed, man. Then it was like, you know, pulling up Safari really slow <laughs> <laughs> and trying to play as many games as possible and taking like really bad blurry photos of your friends in class at school. <laughs> Just really, really bad. But I remember like really, really, really getting into that. And then, yeah, basically, I just kept that momentum for a while. My parents were really helpful for, like, like you started work with your dad when you were 14, and my first job was at 15 at this gas station, and my parents always really helped with, um, like, they helped with, uh, like, I, I, so I had a car, and I, I worked for my, my gas money, for oil changes, and I think I was also paying... When, we, uh, when are you allowed to, to drive in Tennessee? 16? Um, so you can get a learner's permit at 15, okay. which means you can drive for about a year, but only with someone over 21 in the car. No. And then you do that for a year or six months or something, and then when you're 16, you can get a full-blown license. And that's what you did. Yeah, that's what I did. Okay. So I was driving around at 16 this old... Uh, it was a little blue tin can. <laughs> it was a, a little car. In the, it was called a Geo Prism, which I've never seen anywhere else in the world. Prism that was the only or kind. Prism? 
<laughs> it was uh well you know <laughs> i would say prison because uh it it was like the opposite of prison in the way that it got me out of the house <laughs> it let me be free um and my dad was always into like for some reason my dad's uh, from pretty early on he always had an obsession with like having a good like inside the car always having a good cd player and speaker set up so nice. he he actually wanted me to have this I, I got i don't know if i got to pick it out with him or not but i had this you know you remember the old cd player uh combos that you could press a button and eject it out of your car did you ever see yeah, those yeah 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 like Dude, the, so the, i had the, i had the, this the full thing yeah the whole box would yeah. come out yeah yeah so i had this i had the cd player um and and uh I th- yeah it was just one disc and you could press this button, take the whole box out. And I had these speakers in the, it had like these red LED lights. I loved it. I was so obsessed with this CD box because it had these cool lights and stuff. And yeah, I remember like, I was so, the car was so, so junky, but it still ran. And one time I really screwed up because I left high school one day and I wanted to go to my friend's house after he lived like five miles down the road. And me and him and a third friend were driving our own cars and they said, let's race to the Mm -hmm. house. So I had music blasting and I was pushing my little car as hard as I could, but I was, dude, probably hundreds of miles overdue for an oil change. And I basically blew out a piston in my engine. Like I Mm. destroyed my engine. And it, it just, it like basically the car popped and the smoke started coming out and it was like, like barely running. And I was like, oh no, 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 no. So I turned the car around and I eased back the other, I don't know, three miles the other way back to where I lived and pulled it into the driveway. I came in and told my dad like, hey, I think I messed up the car. Something happened. And I, I'll always remember this. He he went out to check the car. So he got in the seat, turned the engine on to see what was happening. And I was inside the house and he came back in and he was so mad at me that I had done something stupid with the engine. And the first thing that he noticed when he turns the car on is that the music just immediately blasted him. (laughs) You know, so like, even though I had blown my engine out of my car and had to like go home I was still had my music at like full volume. <laughs> and he was like, don't you, it's like, don't you have any respect for your car? Like, what do you, what do you, you blew out an engine and it's smoking up and you're still blasting your music. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Nothing I could do about it anyway. I don't Give know. the car some peace. <laughs> Give the car some, listen to your engine, son. <laughs> oh man. We had to, I think we, luckily we had a mechanic down the street and I think we had to replace like four parts or something, but. Um, yeah, the, yeah, little smartphone, little geo prism. That was like 15, 16. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Good times. Good times with my, with my first gear. (laughs) (laughs) When did you like, what was your, was your first ride? One of your parents' cars? That's the normal thing. Um, I actually owned one car in my life. Um, that I got when I like, um, yeah, when I when I turned eighteen, and I really loved it, but mm-hmm. 
um, that car was kind of a bad deal. Um, like it was a van. It was it was a pretty cool van, and it ho- only had two seats, like driver and the front right seat, mm. and one big, um, yeah, like one big storage behind it. And uh, so, yeah. I, so I built I built myself a shelf in it, etc. And it was like at the time I was uh, I was playing in so many bands, and it was great. Like I I would have a bass and a guitar with an amplifier always in, inside my car, and would drive around from one practice or gig to another, and it was. I really, I really liked it. But the thing was, with this van, it was a pretty um, bad deal because, um, like the, how do you call it? Um, like the the clutch. Do you call it the clutch? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 There was something wrong with the clutch already when we when we bought it, and um, that led to a point that after four months, like I owned this car for four months, and after that, um, like um, I had to go to see a mechanic and he told me like, it's it's not worth like repairing this anymore. That would co- cost more than this car is still worth. And I was oh, like, fuck, okay. because I, re- I really like, I, yeah. I was 18, I got this van and um, it was awesome. And after four months, it was like, mm. That didn't work anymore, but it wasn't it wasn't too bad because then I was I was moving to Munich and it was clear that like I I really can't use that big car there anywhere anyway. But um, yeah. still sad, yeah. One, so I owned one car for a very sh- uh, sh- short period of time, but uh, th- that sh- short period of time I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Dude, there there is something about like a young man's relationship to his first car that's pretty priceless i'd say no um what do you think is going to be the next thing like since we know like probably in europe it's going to ha- happen a little faster than, than in the u.s but like the the traditional car um it's not going to be such a huge thing for that long um and i'm not sure if 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 electric cars will be affordable enough that soon that it is a normal thing for uh for uh for for young people like to to have one as soon as they're allowed to drive and what do you think could be like could be the next the next car for young people <sighs> that's hard to say because i know that what i see a lot these days is that e-scooters manual scooters and mopeds are really in full swing again mm. it seems like Dude, I, I really see, love I my like, scooter <laughs> Dude, your your uh your moped scooter, it's it's so cool and I think it's really practical for the city. Um I think it's that like depending on city kids or or rural kids, um they're more likely to have different things. What what I see a lot in Munich Central is plenty of teenagers riding e-scooters. Uh, even more so than bicycles. Like I see them riding around like two on one everywhere all the time. Important question. How do you, how do you make a difference like language wise between like an e-scooter like I own, like the one you actually, like the Vespa kind of thing where you sit on and the e-scooters that are all over the city, like where you stand on like these so I would say like for what you have, 
uh, Vespa or moped. Okay. And then for the the kickstand single yeah. platform two wheel, I would call that either a scooter or an e scooter. Okay. Depending if yeah. it has the battery. Um, but Vespa, I guess that's how I've always heard what you have. But do you think like like because for me like with this car and because it was so 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 huge <clears> like it, it it had that special thing for me because like it was this van and it was big enough that I could like I had everything I could possibly need on a day was like in my car and so I had this feeling like okay I can go anywhere I want and have anything mm -hmm. I need with me and mm -hmm. th th that made that that feeling for me like okay and if I like and I was was fresh out of high school and was like okay if I want to go I don't know there or there um like I'll just do it like I decide when I go there and I got all my stuff with me and like th yeah. that's probably that kind of um quotation mark freedom like you talk about with 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 having a car do you think like stuff like e-scooters etc can can replace that hmm. i don't think not permanently i don't think permanently i mean i guess it depends how it depends how it said get depends it depends on how widely available they become and how um yeah, I don't know. Because the way I see it now, there's so many companies and it's not really cheap to use them every day. Um, so, of course, a lot of people still will buy their... their like it's, it's Again, it's like city or, or country because in the city, a huge amount of people will always buy their monthly tickets for, for public transportation. They're always going to take a bus and the that makes complete and the sense. and the tram. <clears throat> totally. And I think in the city, that's just like... If you're gonna, if you're someone who wants to bike, you're gonna bike. If you don't have one or don't want to, you're gonna use public transport or an e-scooter. So I don't see a lot of teens in the city growing up in apartments getting a car at 16 or 18 or whatever. Um, but I think in the country, you're probably always going to have more population of younger people getting their first car if the family you know, is in a, you know, certain kind of financial situation. Um, I think you're going to more likely see people getting like, Oh, you know, my mom had this car since 2003 and, um, I'm going to be 17 soon. Mm. So, you know, maybe we can talk about, can I start driving your car more and more and more? And then eventually maybe she gives it to me. That's how it was, at least for me. Like I drove my parents' cars all the time. And then, um, eventually they well it, it should have happened the opposite way like i drove my parents cars all the time so what i've seen a lot of friends what happens with a lot of friends is that they just get one of their parents cars and the parents get a different car for themselves um and that did happen for me but on my second car so i had the geo prism because i was driving their cars a lot and they said okay mm. you know he's whatever 16 he's going to be driving all the time now let's go get him a, a very old, very cheap, very used car. And that's how they got me the Geo Prism. Um, but then after I screwed that car up, then I started driving my parents' cars again, and my mom wanted something else. So I got her Toyota Camry, and she got a different car. And then we shared, of course, for a while, too. Um, and sometimes I would drive my dad's truck, which was also fun, but I was never a truck guy. I always felt like it was too big on the road. I didn't want to crash it. Um, 
but that's that's how I think it happens a lot in the country. You drive, you know, if you're further out from where you want to go, and you're further out from your friends or from the city, you're going to drive. And probably if you're driving enough, your parents will eventually, if they can afford it, um, depending on your situation, either say, okay, now my car is your car and we use it. We just talk to each other or now you can have this car and I'm going to get something else. But I don't imagine right now that something else other than public transportation, e-scooters or cars will replace, will be replaced. I don't see it being replaced right now because I haven't seen... Maybe I haven't been out enough, but I haven't seen a new option yet. Oh, yeah, let me see here. Oh, I know this one. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's cool, dude. Yeah, then we can only hope like that. It's uh, by the way, just yeah. in this chat here, I send you a, a picture of the, of the car model I had, um, which was owned, by the way, uh, by you know Fitos, like who plays with Tim and Josef Junior and Grete Mendelfehler. I'm just. I'm just um, looking and, up a... Uh, and he owned that, that, that car oh, before. Oh, this was like it. He's one of this my dad's old friends. This was my car. Let's and, see if I can... Um, with so the call get happening that. And on I the think, hot spot, I'm not sure mm, if I can pull it up right now in the yeah. moment. But, Let's hope for um, young kids oh, in, in yeah. rural areas that soon Ooh, enough like oh, cars yeah. that run on new forms of engines. That little blue tin um, can, that light blue one. Are <laughs> soon enough like <laughs> nice. affordable. That was me. Can we... Can we so somehow we need to put these pictures in the podcast description or something because otherwise I guess... The last five minutes make absolutely no sense for our listeners. <laughs> oh yeah, and I can I can try and, and post them too uh, when we announce the no. episode. Um. Oh yeah. So I think I have to wrap up the show here, but uh, I do want to say one last thing. Um, for anyone who's listening, and this also goes for you, Mo. But anyone who's listening, um, I need a little help. And if you have any help that you can give me, feel free to um, send. If you if you have Instagram, you know, please send me a, a DM at Jordan Prince or at Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. I'll check it out. Um, or you can send an email um, that we'll put in the description, uh, artsyfartsyimmigrants at gmail.com. But basically, pretty soon, within like a couple of months, or, uh, early, early, early next year, I have to absolutely pass a b1 german exam um a, a couple of years ago or whatever i took my a1 and i, I passed it with 100 which i was very proud of but b1 is a different beast and i have this big exam uh, regarding my visa coming up so i have to pass it so if anybody has any good connection to a b1 tutor someone who specifically can tutor me on passing this exam uh, or if someone has a good recommendation for something they did to better themselves for an exam, um, please send me any advice. I'm open to all advice, all suggestions. I'll check everything out. Um, but specifically, like ideally, if there's a tutor, you know someone who's a German teacher, you know someone who's um, just a native speaker but but can educate someone well, then uh, yeah, send it over. That's that's my my all call to the listeners. I already sent out one text message that probably 
have somebody. I'll I'll let you know. That'd be great. Yeah, let me know. And if and 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 if you guys wonder to yourselves, oh, maybe he already has somebody. Send it anyway, because maybe it didn't work out. And so from you know, January so, on, uh, we'll be sending out uh, German episodes more regularly, I guess. Right. That's the, <laughs> yeah, that's the goal. <laughs> Die Azi immigrants. <laughs> Die Kunst für nice, Immigranten. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sounds oh horrible. <laughs> keep the keep the show clean, man. Keep the show clean. <laughs> nice. Uh well, guys, thank you so much again for listening. Uh we love you and we'll be back next week. Nice, nice. See you then. Ciao ciao. Ciao ciao. Look at baby. The Saints are coming through. Artsy Farsi Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Batscheider, produziert für M94.5.